Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. What's up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Happy Tans Podcast. Today's episode, we have Jessica Lee from Nude FX in Fredericksburg and Richmond, Virginia. She has a wonderful story. She actually started her business during the height of the pandemic in May of 2020. And now she's opening her second location here at the beginning of 2022, which this is amazing. This is a great interview. She shares a ton of helpful information, how to move to new cities and gain clientele, how to hire employees, how she handles that, how she marketed and grew her business and so many more wonderful tips. Jessica, this was a great interview. Thanks so much for sharing. Again, get out a pen and piece of paper. If you're driving, please don't do that, but please take some time to listen to this interview. You can learn a lot from Jessica. She has a PR background. Actually, she's very well spoken and shares a ton of great information on this interview. Jessica, thank you so much again for sharing the interview. And as always, the Happy Tans podcast is sponsored by the Happy Tans website builder, the first and the only website builder created specifically for the sunless tanning industry. Our websites not only help you look better, they also help you get found in Google and other search engines, which help you get new clients every single month on repeat on autopilot. That's what our websites do. We will build the website out for you completely. We just need a little bit of information to get started. You can have a professional website within a matter of two or three business days or less. Come check us out, happytans.com. Click the create your website button right now. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me. I'm always here more than happy to help. No pun intended. Feel free to reach out, Grant, at happytans.com. Thanks again, Jessica, for sharing your story. Thank you, Happy Tans listeners, for taking your time to listen to this interview. I hope you found this impactful and helpful. If you do, please make sure you share it. Leave us a review. We would love that. We love hearing the feedback. We'd love to reach more people, so please help us do so. That is our mission. If you have any questions, reach out, Grant, at happytans.com. Thanks so much for tuning in, and happy tanning. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Tans podcast. In today's episode, we have Jessica Lee with Nude FX. Jessica, how are you doing today? Hi, Grant. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to share your story, learn more about you. Obviously, we've we've only briefly met, so I'm going to be learning as well as along with all the listeners. So thanks thanks for taking your time. I know you're busy. We were just talking a little bit about that pre, pre-roll here, pre-chat about the second location. Got some moving pieces there. But let me open the floor for a minute, Jessica. Feel free to let the listeners know about you and your, your sunless journey so far. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. So like you said, my name is Jessica Lee. I'm the founder of NudeFX Spray Studio. We um, provide mobile and in-studio spray tans in the Fredericksburg and Richmond, Virginia areas. Um, I founded NudeFX in May of 2020. So NudeFX is my COVID baby. Um, I got laid off from my corporate job um, and I was actually working in New York City and then moved back in with my parents in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and was just trying to figure out what my next move was going to be. So I was, you know, Googling and YouTubing and all of the things trying to decide, you know, what my next move was going to be, what I was going to do. And I stumbled upon spray tanning. And I thought, you know, I used to work at a a, a tanning bed company when I was like in high school and college. So I thought, think I can do that. So I bought some equipment and luckily I had a bunch of people that were quarantining with me at the time that I could practice on and NudeFX was born. Yeah, that's quite the story. I think a lot of people can relate to some some different aspects of the story. Obviously, the situation of getting laid off, uh, the situation of having some experience in the past in the in the tanning industry to some extent, uh, and then also the obviously going on Google, finding out a lot of a lot of great information, right? Tons of free information out there. Uh, a great business with relatively low barriers to entry, low investment, et cetera, yeah. kind of lead it, you know, to, to open up the opportunities for people. So that's quite a story. A lot of uh, challenges for you during obviously the pandemic, which uh, we don't need to talk too much about that, but it is interesting that you started literally right in the middle. I mean, that was, you know, a month or two into the, uh, the pandemic and the quarantine and all that stuff that was going on. So lots of challenges, I'm sure, presented themselves, but you obviously still found it uh, within you to to take that leap of faith. So that's quite the, quite the uh, the journey you've been on so far. Yeah, I think that COVID, you know, has been so detrimental to a lot of people, but I really was, you know, put in the situation where I had, you know, some extra time and resources. And I don't underestimate the fact that I was laid off. You know, I've had a lot of women ask me, 
you know, how did you get started? How did you decide to leave your job and take the plunge? And I was like, honestly, I was forced to, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't really have a fallback option. Um, There was no moving back to New York City for me at that time, um, financially, or, you know, COVID presented a lot of challenges there as well. So, yeah, um, it's been quite a journey. We're coming up on our two-year anniversary, and it kind of feels like it's been forever, but it also feels (laughs) like it's flown by at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's been really fun. I think, to your point, the sunless industry is such a great one, and it's you know, I've kind of always been around it, but it was so different when I was back in high school and college. It was much more focused on the tanning beds and UV tanning. And now I think the industry has, you know, shifted a lot and where spray tanning is the, the central focus and is so much healthier and so much of a better alternative now. So I was really excited to kind of get back into the industry, but just in a different way. Yeah, it's created a lot of great opportunities. Like you said, it, it has, you know, kind of opened that up. Obviously, in the past, it was literally tanning beds. Obviously, you had to have yeah. um, those are what those are probably twenty, thirty thousand dollars a piece of equipment. So now you have the spray tanning, which is a different uh, application method, you know, healthier and all those yeah. things. And you have the fact that it's, you know, a thousand dollars, you know, or less, usually less to get in to get started yeah. Yeah. Uh, is quite quite an amazing thing. And, and you know, it's good on you for taking the initiative uh, during those times to utilize that downtime, right? We spoke to a lot of people during that time and still now some downtimes, especially now slower season for a lot of people, utilize that time, take advantage of it, get things lined up, you know, go network with people, do things to keep yourself busy. That'll help you during the busy time, because as you've been through, I'm sure uh, now the busy season, you literally don't have time to do anything but spray people for the, for most businesses. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, definitely. So, you know, in the first couple of years, I'm sure there's been some challenges, obviously the pandemic, all these other things, but I'd like for you to take us to a time in the business so far in these first couple of years that was extremely challenging or, or would be what, what most would consider maybe the worst moment so far in your business. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that. So like I said, I started it in May of 2020. So that's kind of the height of what a typical busy season would look like here in Virginia. We're a huge um, wedding destination. There's a lot of really pretty wineries and stuff like that. So May was really busy and I kind of just took that momentum into the rest of 2020. Um, When January of 2021 came, I really was like, I don't think this is going to work out. I had a great run. I got to close up shop. It was so slow. It was so scary. I had put all my eggs into this basket and I just was really truthfully just not sure it was going to work out. I was making no money. I actually contracted COVID myself. COVID was so bad at that time. I mean, I think honestly, I remember making two to $300 for the whole month. So I just think that, you know, going through that time, it was so hard, but I was like, am I going to get a second job? And am I going to focus on this part-time or am I going to dig my heels in? And am I going to, you know, figure out some strategies on how to get some business for the rest of the year? And so I did some job hunting and I was like, am I going to take the second job? Am I going to do it? And then I finally was like, you know what? No, I'm going to focus on NudeFX and I'm going to grow this so that I never have to feel this way again. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, you know, sat down. I created a marketing strategy and I reached out to businesses and I did all the things that, you know, would have helped me from the beginning. But I was just so I, I, I had no perspective at that time. I was just like, this isn't working and I don't know what I'm going to do. And it took me a couple of weeks of that really hard January to figure out, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to create a plan and we are going to get busier. We are going to get bookings. Um, I just think for me, especially, you know, it being my first true year in business, the sunless business is pretty seasonal, especially in my area. Like, like I said, we're busy when wedding season is in full swing. So Mm -hmm. January and February, you know, we're always going to be slow. And now that I've gone through that, I have some perspective and I can prepare for that. But that first January hit me right in the face. And I was like, oh no, here we go. We're going out of business. It was a nice run, but I guess it's over. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that are, were, have been in the industry were new, you know, went through that at some point, if they weren't aware of that, right. If they weren't aware of like, Hey, be prepared for these slower times. This is in most uh, situations, in most cities and most like, you know, geographically, it typically 
there are slow times of the year. If it's cold, you know, certain cities, certain places, they don't have those issues, but most do. So making sure people are prepared. Hopefully they're listening to this podcast and catching in on the fact that there are slower times. Keep that nest egg, save that money, be prepared. You know, don't blow it. It's not always going to be June, July, you know, May, June, July. It's not always going to be like that. It's not always going to be wedding season, but I think, you know, that was an interesting story. And thanks for sharing. I could feel that pain of like the, with you, the situation of, do I give this up? Do I take a side job? You know, and then you divide your attention. Um, you know, the Tony Robbins thing where money, where, where energy flows, uh, you know, where focus goes, energy flows, right? So if totally. you divide your attention, nude FX probably wouldn't be where it was today, but having the belief and faith in yourself to do that and that pain in your gut, you don't, you know, you're going to stay away from feeling that again. You'll, you'll wake up early, stay up late, hustle, you know, whatever you can do to not feel that again. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. And something I want to touch on too, you talked about the marketing strategies and all these things, right? We, I see so many people talk to so many people. Uh, they might say, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at marketing. The beautiful, beautiful thing about owning your own business and, and about just everything in general is like, you can go, let's say I'm not good at um, online marketing, right? I could go to YouTube, watch all these free videos. I could go to Amazon and buy the 10 best books on online marketing. I could read those books and be literally probably more of an expert than most people (laughs) within the matter of a couple of months, right? Uh, A lot of people don't want to put in that time, but if you do put in the time, you do take the effort to, to, you know, become good at those things, or if you can afford to hire it out, sure. But if you don't, you don't have the resources, read some books, do some learning. That's a beautiful thing about, you know, the time that we live in now, you could literally learn anything and you have to have that growth mindset and not a, a fixed mindset. I'm not good at this, but I can be right. I can do this if I try it, not just that's it. I give up. I don't know how to do it. I'm not good at this. Uh, yeah. So it sounds like you took that approach and kind of had that growth mindset versus the fixed mindset where it's like, I'm not good at this yet. Not, I'm not good at this period, right? There's a yet there. You can learn it. So for sure. I think that's like the number one thing a business can really expose your weaknesses and the things that you're not good at, because at the beginning you are in charge and you know, you do everything. So, you know, there's certain things that I always knew I was good at and I always knew that I would thrive at. And then there's certain things that I never knew I was so horrible at until Mm. I started this business. Yeah, It showed me that. And to your point, I think, you know, it's super important to just get over that. Try not to have an ego about it and just say, okay, what can I do about it? Should I read a book? Should I reach out to someone? Mm. Should I take a class? Should I watch a YouTube video? And I think the down season and the slow season is the perfect time to do that. That's what I've learned now. You know, we've just gone through another slow season, my second one last month. And now going into February, it's a little bit slower. And, you know, I'm just being so much more productive than I was last year. And even though, you know, the bookings might not still be there to me, that's such big growth because my mindset is so different. And I know that's going to take us into a really successful, busy season starting in a few months. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, for sure. I think it's, um, you know, you you mentioned too, mentors, reach out to people that have been there, these obviously Facebook communities, groups, find other businesses around the US, the world, whatever, people that have been there, done that. There's tons of opportunities now, you know, thanks to the the online uh, opportunities that we have that exist. Uh, read some books, do some stuff. There's, there's so many ways to, to improve on things. And, and really, if you want to be successful, you know, there's, there's tons of ways to, to do that, but it's not easy, but it's definitely worth it. Uh, no doubt. So you told us about, you know, kind of the worst moment so far in your business. Now let's go on the flip side of that, Jessica, share, share with us what's been the best moment so far in these first couple of years with, uh, with Nude FX. I mean, I have a lot. I think just one, like a general theme is just, I love what I do and being able to meet awesome women and make them feel amazing has really been so fulfilling to me. But I think one moment that really sticks out and it's a little bit different um, is this October, um, my boyfriend, his family lives overseas. So we wanted to take a trip to go see them in Scotland. And I had hired three spray tan artists at that point. And I took two weeks off. And that was the first time that I had taken some time off from social media, my computer bookings, and I just let them run the business for those two weeks. And that was the first time that I've really seen like, okay, this can be something. These girls are running this business. They don't need me in the day to day. And you know, I really could make this a life. So that to me was a really, really high point in what we, what I've built in this past almost two years. Um, just knowing that 
I've put some people in place that can run my business when I'm away. And, you know, it really can grow to be something that's so fulfilling and kind of, you know, I'm not so inundated in all the little day-to-day tasks. Yeah, definitely. I I mean, that's the point where you step back and see that it's becoming a business, right? It's not just... You're not just a sole operator. You're not just working in the business. I mean, essentially, if you're doing all the tanning, which, hey, you know, even if you're working for yourself and doing that, that that's probably better than working for somebody else. But a lot of people that are in that right there, they don't okay. it's more or less you still have a job, right? You're, you're just running your own thing. So, uh, I mean, yeah. I, you know, being able to step away, to take that step away, to find those people to put in place and actually say the business, if I can take two weeks off, the business still makes money. The business still grows, you know, ideally, hey, we're setting something up here correctly, which I think is probably the ultimate goal for a lot of people. Um, Some people might not. They just want to do the actual service. They like being in. There's no problem with that. You really have to, you know, we talk about this all the time. You really have to know what success is for you. It may be I want to be spraying these people. I want to meet these people, talk to these people. I don't want somebody else to come in versus somebody else like yourself. Like, I want to get the people in place. I want to help grow this thing, kind of take a step back and work work on it and not in the business. So that's the beauty of the, you know, there's so many options out there. Yeah, for sure. I definitely took the uh, four four hour work week to heart. And I was like, let me get these people in here. (laughs) Probably honestly before I needed them. And I was just like, I just know that this is going to be the way for me. I know that I'm someone that has really like, not chaotic energy, but I like to be all over the place. I like to like do this for a little bit, a little bit and then move on. So I knew that if I kept going how I was going, I was going to approach burnout. And that's my biggest fear. I don't want to be burned out from this business that I love so much. So I just knew that it was really important for me to get people that I trust in place that I knew could do a good job and empower them to do so, um, so that I could take a little bit of time off. Everybody deserves that. Yeah, I can relate to you. I'm like that as well. And I think, you know, anybody that's been doing it for some time, depending on what it is there, you get that feeling of burnout. I've done too much. You're questioning, like, is this what I want to do? But um, it's a beautiful thing. It's a great feeling once you see, hey, the business is moving along. You know, there's people that are support. I went through the transition myself with our our website platform on Happy Tens. It was like a point where, I, you know, I had stretched myself so far. I had brought somebody on. We got so much. And I was like, I need somebody else in here to help. I mean, that was wonderful. Gary came in and he's really helped run the show and kind of set everything up in the processes and all these things. And now it's like, I can actually take time off and know that the the emails are going to get answered. Um, And and part of it for me was like, uh, once that happened, it was interesting. You may can relate to this, Jessica. It was like, you felt like, am I actually doing anything? Like I wanted that checklist. I wanted to answer those emails, but that, that transition is challenging to go from, doing the things in the business to working on the business because you don't really have a set checklist. There's no like, these are the next steps. You have to answer these emails, right? It's like, what do I work on? What do I need to do? Do I need to network, you know, plan out the social media, whatever it is, right? So I'm sure you can you can relate, but that's that's a challenge as well that a lot of people don't talk about. Totally. I think that one of the hardest things with having employees was being like, okay, I want to lead by example, but leading by example doesn't necessarily mean I need to be doing the most spray tans because I'm still spray tanning, you know? So that's my primary, that's my primary role. So I'm like, yeah, leading is not saying, oh, I have, you know, 40 spray tans this week. The girls are seeing that and they're like, oh yeah, she's killing it. No, leading is having the time and the bandwidth to be able to step away and figure out how are we going to grow? You know, so that has been a little bit of a challenge kind of just adjusting to like, okay, I may not be doing as many spray tans as I was doing, but with the girls, we're doing even more spray tans. And now I have more downtime to sit at my computer and research other businesses to partner with or figure out our next move or plan this new um, opening, this new studio opening. So it has been an interesting transition, um, mm-hmm. especially because I do feel like we're doing it so soon. Like I said, it hasn't even been two years yet. Yeah. So it's all happening so fast, but truthfully, I'd have it no other way because like I said, I don't want to burn out. And if the business is growing, I always say, who am I to stop it? So let's just keep the momentum rolling. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Go with the flow of everything. And I think, you know, 
you, you, you made some great points there. The transition is challenging, can be challenging. Obviously it's a good, it's a good thing that to, to be in that situation or have those challenges, but nevertheless, they are challenges for sure. So if anybody's going through that, bringing on employees, you know, you might have that low, that feeling of like, am I actually doing anything? I feel guilty right. not doing right. something. Right. <laughs> exactly. um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you've worked hard to get there. So that's for sure. So which location was, was a Fredericksburg or the Richmond one first? Richmond was first. We okay. opened, we started in Fredericksburg originally, just me mobile spray tanning. And then after a few months, um, I knew that I was going to move to Richmond. So those that aren't familiar, those two locations, Fredericksburg is about an hour south of Washington, DC. And then Richmond's about another hour south of Fredericksburg. So okay. Richmond and Fredericksburg are about an hour apart from each other. So they're far enough apart that they are t- two totally different markets, but they're close enough together that I can run myself around like a crazy person to, to both of them. <laughs> okay. um, so I was doing that for a little bit. So I knew I was going to move to Richmond. So I was kind of going between the two, doing mobile spray tans like a crazy person. I looked back at my gas bill and I was like, holy crap. What was I doing? <laughs> but I knew that I was moving to that market. So I really wanted to start to get my name out there in Richmond. Um, and then in October of 2020, I moved to Richmond and I hired my first employee in Fredericksburg to do mobile tans. So then it was just me and her. Um, we were doing mobile in both markets. And then last year um, in November, so about a year after doing mobile in Richmond, um, we opened our first studio location in Richmond in a little shopping area called Carytown, which is pretty well known here. Um, mm-hmm. So we're just in a studio suite in a hair salon, but for us, it has made so much difference. We are so busy since opening up that studio. It has been crazy. Um, we still do mobile in both locations, but definitely the studio location was a game changer for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're opening a second one as well as that in Fredericksburg. Yep. So we're going to open up our second one, hopefully in two to three weeks, um, mid Feb to March, early March. Um, <laughs> so hopefully fingers crossed if everything yeah, goes sure. but Yeah, that'll be in downtown Fredericksburg. So again, like the historic main strip. And then we're renting a, another room in a hair salon. So don't fix what isn't broke. That's been working out really well for me. Just having one space, not overwhelming myself with a whole lease, um, just kind of subletting from another person. And that opportunity kind of came up and it was the perfect location. And I was like, we might not be ready, but we're going to go for it because yeah. this opportunity doesn't come up every day. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's, it, you have to have the faith to take the, take the step before it's visible, right? You have to see that coming and uh, be prepared for it. I, and, and, you know, you, you touched on something about the space being ideal. I think a lot of people the, the natural progression is if you start mobile, you want to get a, a spot having a salon suite or something like that, where you can just rent sublease, a sublease mm-hmm. kind of in within another building is ideal before you take that big leap. Um, and get your own space, which may be the ultimate goal for some people. Um, Jessica, I want to touch on something for a minute because I think you're we're in an interesting situation there, um, going from one city to another one and expanding into a new market in Richmond. How did you uh, initially gain the clientele in a new city? Because I think a lot of people can relate with even, even just spreading outside of their main, yeah. you know, into the suburbs or maybe relocating uh, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that was, it was a little bit scary. I mean, it was, you know, all the clientele that I had built to that point um, for about six months was in Fredericksburg and the business was going really well, but you always question, you know, am I going to be able to replicate this? Um, So I basically just sat down and I thought, what did I do in Fredericksburg that got me these bookings and how can I do this again? So Mm -hmm. my first step um, in Fredericksburg and then again in Richmond was reaching out to local business owners, that has been game changer. And I cannot recommend it enough um, for other business owners, anyone getting started. I'm like partner with other businesses immediately. And I always tried to partner with businesses that were at the same level or a little bit higher than me, meaning, you know, they had just been in business longer. They had more followers. They had more clientele. You know, they were just a little bit more established. And I always went in with an offer. I always offered them something. Let me offer you a free spray tan. Um, let me grab you coffee. You know, I always, I never wanted to be the person that just reached out and it was like, Hey, can you help me? Um, so yeah, that's what I did. I reached out to a bunch of photographers, hair salons, makeup artists, um, anyone in the wedding industry, because we do so many brides and you know what? Nine times out of 10, everyone is always so, so helpful and willing Mm -hmm. to help. It can be kind of scary to reach out to people you don't know, but 
most of these women are so kind and so willing to help. So that's really what I did. I started there. Um, I did some giveaways. I got some followers in that area and started adding people to my email list. I did a few pop-up events, um, Mm -hmm. which might've been rivaling my lowest point in the business. Some of these pop-up events, the first few in Richmond, I mean, no bookings, no bookings. (laughs) Um, so what did I do? I reached out to people and I said, Hey, come to this pop-up event. I'll give you a free spray tan and, you know, lost a little bit of money, but ultimately it was worth it because I did form relationships with those people and we got the word out there. So it took a few months, but yeah, we really got there through, you know, just other business owners being very generous and willing to help. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And, you know, networking is huge, but I love what you said and you answered the question before I even ask it, like, what did you offer? Because I think a lot of people go into networking in situations like that and like, what is in it for me? But you have to flip it and say, how can I add value to this person? Right. You know, if you're good at social media, maybe give them some tips. Hey, by the way, you know, I'd love to connect. This is who I am. Some way to get get in there and, and initially add value. If it's, if it's buy a coffee, sure. If it's Hey, you know, uh, we're putting together an event. You want to help with this something like that, you know, some way to help them. What, what do they get out of it? Everybody, I think inherently is a little bit selfish, especially with their time because we're all so busy. Um, they're all small business owners too. So you have to consider that as well, but that's, that's a great way, um, you know, to, to take that step and reach out. And I think everybody can take advantage of the advice you gave as, as they're trying to expand into new areas, even if they're just suburbs of the main city they're in still, uh, make your, you know, make sure your name is, is visible there as well. Yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, the locations being a little bit closer to help. So, you know, if anyone's looking to expand and they have another city that's, you know, knocking at their door, it might be a great place to look. I've had mm-hmm. really great success in both um, areas. They're not too close. Like, like I said, they're an hour apart. So the people in Fredericksburg are not really willing to drive to Richmond just for a quick, you know, 15 minute appointment, yeah. 15 minute spray tan. So it's all, it's really something to look at. I kind of weighed the options at first. I was like, oh, are they too close? But I really yeah. think that, you know, they are far enough apart that it really worked out well. Yeah. Anytime you're bump, you know, 30 plus minutes, you're, you yeah. know, you're on the cusp of this is probably sure. worthwhile. <laughs> for sure, for uh, yeah. Sure. So because you have to consider on the other side, 30 minutes that way, you know, you have an hour. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, opportunities I think for people there. So Jessica, how did you get your first, I know you sprayed uh, some people that you knew initially for free to learn the, the process. How did you um, get your first paying client? My first paying client, I think that I, so after I started, I started posting on, teasing the service out on Instagram and Facebook and family and friends were sharing. Um, And then in Fredericksburg, there's a few community Facebook groups. So I believe I posted in a few of those groups with a very, very discounted rate Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of was like, I'm starting this business. We're just mobile. You know, I know it's COVID times, but I'd love to offer you a discount. Um, and I will spray tan you in your garage. So that's Mm -hmm. how we started just because it was the height of COVID. Everyone was really nervous, Mm -hmm. but everyone also, you know, felt kind of meh about themselves. We had all been locked away for a couple months. Everyone was pale. Everyone was feeling gross. So I was like, let's do it in your garage, open air. That way Mm -hmm. it's a little bit safer. I'll wear a mask. They wore a mask. We took all the precautions, but I do believe my first few clients were responses to those Facebook posts in the community group. So those are another like great resource. There's always like, we have a couple that's like just general. Um, I think it's called like Fredericksburg talk or Fredericksburg community or whatever. Um, but then you also have like the Richmond moms and yep. the different <laughs> neighborhoods and stuff like that. So those groups I posted in and just offered them a discount and got a few people that way. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to say definitely the mom groups. I know my wife, uh, we have a little daughter. It's uh, almost four years old. So I know that yeah. she's in all these mom groups are obviously super helpful. You can always yeah. find stuff, but it's like a wealth of information. Join as many of those groups as you can. Don't spam. Obviously find some way oh to God, add yeah. value if you can, but certainly uh, use that as, as your advantage. I mean, that's a great way to, to grow for any sure. business for, for sure. sure. And I found now that there's so many more that have to do with the wedding industry. So mm. I've joined all of those. And most of these groups have days, specific days of the week that they allow businesses to post. So I really only post whenever I have something really exciting going on, on those yeah. specific days. But then if I have, you know, 
moms or brides in those groups that are asking for something that can pertain to spray tanning in some way, um, even if they're just looking for the best self tanner that they can get at Sephora or Ulta, you know, I'll try to chime in and just be Mm -hmm. like, Hey, you know, I own a spray tanning business. I am very familiar with self tanning. This is the one I recommend. Like, let me know if you have any questions. And a lot of times they'll reach out to me and they'll be like, Oh, never mind. I don't want to do a self tanner. I'll just come to you. And I'm like, great. Worked (laughs) out. You know, I was trying to be helpful, but sometimes it works out for you in that way too. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to add value. I, I, I see the same for you know, our website services, for example, people might be asking questions about improving something online or doing something right. Hey, by the way, we we do have this. I'm happy to help. Here's a video on what you should do, but we do offer X, Y, and Z, right? So that's helpful. And, you know, it's kind of the same situation you're in. Like, you know, that whatever you're providing is superior probably to what they're looking for, um, you know, and you're confident saying, Hey, we we're happy to to help, but you're also not like begging them for their business. You're just trying to help. Oh, them. Yep, for sure, for <laughs> That's sure. a great way to do it. So we kind of touched on this earlier, but I wanted to kind of look at it a little bit more detail. The, the way that the business has grown in the first couple of years now, we've gone from Jessica, you know, Lee, the, the single spray tan artist at nude FX to now you have people working with you mobile and salon uh, two locations. So what is your, what, what is your days and weeks look like now? And do you have stuff set in stone? Like, you know, Monday is the day to do this. Tuesday is the day for this. Wednesday through Friday, I spray, et cetera. How does that look for you, for you Jessica? Yeah. So a typical week is kind of just what you said. So um, I spray tan now Tuesday nights, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all day. So I give myself my weekends, um, though I typically feel like I'm always working, especially Mm -hmm. with social media. Um, But yeah, so I take Monday as a full admin day. That's typically, you know, I go into the studio, I clean my filters, I clean my spray gone machine, I do all the things. um, And then, you know, I do my financials, pay payroll um, schedule all my social media posts. Um, Mm -hmm. that's also a day where a lot of times I try to shoot content. That's a really big one for us. We've been trying Mm -hmm. to be consistent with posting TikToks and reels, which is kind of the bane of my existence, but also really fun (laughs) too. Um, so those are days that I typically try to do all of that. And then the same as like Tuesday during the day, um, shoot content, um, figure out social media posts, reach out to other businesses. Um, those are the days that I'm always driving back and forth to Fredericksburg, trying to figure out this new build out, um, and stuff like that. So, yeah. And then I'll do my spray tans Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday are most busy times. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You mentioned too, once you own your own business, you never really off, right? You're always thinking and seeing things come up. Maybe it'd be a random commercial like, oh, that's a cool idea. Completely unrelated. Maybe it's a a soap commercial or who knows what it is, right? But um, always always learning stuff. I was going to ask, you said about the employees and paying them. Are they uh, actual employees of Nude FX or are they 1099? How do you handle that? So we have both. Well, we're about to have both. So my mobile girls are 1099 um, independent contractors. They set their own schedule. They have all of their own equipment. They kind of just operate on their own. Um, And they just use my booking system and my marketing and my advertising dollars and all of that. Um, But uh, we're about to have a big shift in the company just because we're opening up this new location. And though I would want to be in all of these locations, I can't. So we're going to bring a few people into the studio and they will be W2 hourly employees, which will be a big change for us. And then we will also have um, just a few mobile contractors still as 99s. Um, But primarily we're going to be making the switch to more in studio tans and more hourly employees, which is a big deal. Um, I've been chatting to my uh, CPA a lot over the past couple of weeks. He's kind of talking me off of the ledge, Um, but I'm really excited (laughs) about the change. I think that, you know, once we get everything settled, it will be a really good thing for the business. Right. That's a big change, a big jump for sure. The, the people that are contracting mobile, are they responsible for generating their own clientele or do you provide them that as well? So I provide that as well, just okay. because they're spray tanning in the areas that we already service. Most of the time they just benefit from the business that we've already built. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they do bring in their friends and family or they'll spray tan new, new clients for the first time. And those new clients will really love them. And that'll kind of become their client. But Really, you know, we always set the precedent that it is the, the nude FX client and the nude FX experience. So, the, though they are independent contractors and they kind of operate on their own, we do do a lot of trainings and group events to kind of keep them 
all keep us all on the same page that way you know everybody knows what the expectations are um so it's worked out really well i think that if we were going to try to expand to a place that you know i hadn't already built the business it might be a little bit different mm-hmm. they might be expected to you know build their clientele up a little bit more but it's worked out pretty well just kind of having them in the places that we already do mobile and in studio tans and then it's it's weird because it's how I started the business, but mobile is definitely becoming supplementary to the in-studio business. Right. Yeah. And that's a big change. I think a lot of people that have gone through that transition can relate and mobile is still a great opportunity. You charge a little bit more. I know it takes more time, but certainly, um, and then you can kind of expand with the, uh, 1099 employees and such. And I was going to touch on a couple more things there. So with finding the employees, I think people struggle with that. So any advice you can give on that would be great. And two, um, maybe two more things. One one more thing would be the worry of somebody's going to learn my techniques, do all this, branch out on their own. Um, and then three, what kind of incentives does it look like for a 1099 employee? Like what, what does the pay look like? And whatever you want to share, obviously, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. So the 1089s, they take a commission split of every tan mm-hmm. along with the commission split of each, every product that they sell. And then they take a hundred percent of their tips. Um, so with our pricing structure right now, they usually make probably anywhere from 30 to $50 an hour. And each mm-hmm. hour is one spray tan. So that's their split of the product, the tan, and then the tips, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they always have to keep in mind, you know, you have your car and your gas and all of those prices, but, or all of those costs to think about, but that's how they're paid. Um, as far as, you know, could they take my technique and steal it? Yes, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I talk about this with people a lot because I think, you know, other spray tan artists that I follow, they see me hiring and they're just like, how do you, how are you doing this? Aren't you scared? And the answer is yes, I am nervous about that. But ultimately, you know, I think that you have to trust your gut and you have to Mm. just think, am I hiring this person because I really need someone or am I hiring this and a good fit? And I trust them. Mm -hmm. And I try to, you know, take my time with hiring. It's not always going to be the first, second, third, fifth, 10th person you meet, that's going to be that perfect fit. Mm -hmm. But I've gotten really lucky with the girls that I have brought into my business because I trust them. And, you know, I like being around them and they do a really good job. And, you know, I haven't had a problem. So I just feel like, you know, hiring is giving up a little bit of control, but it's worth it. And you just got to make sure that you trust the person. Yeah. Right. Sure. The more you do it, the more likely you are to get burned and that may happen, but I always just think about, you know, I've put the things in place to hopefully cover myself if I need to, you know, they signed a contract that I worked out with a lawyer Mm -hmm. um, and all of that, that sort of thing on the back end as well. So it hasn't happened to me yet. Knock on wood. Hopefully it doesn't. But I think that, you know, if it ever did, hopefully I would be in the situation where I would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you got to think when those situations happen, I mean, those people, um, ultimately they're looking for some kind of shortcut typically, obviously, and they're going to go, uh, do the, try to do their own thing, probably undercut you with pricing and, you know, um, the lower going for the lowest cost is never a winning uh, solution. So, you know, to each their own who decide to do that. Uh, But I think, you know, at some point, any business, you're ultimately trusting people, right? No matter where you've worked, you see the inner workings of that business. It doesn't mean I'm going to go start a company based on that. Uh, And and also lots of times it can happen. I I know it used to happen to me as an employee, like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? This is so easy. But then once you start, you know, owning your own business, you see how many more things are going through. No wonder that boss was always stressed. He's got payroll. He's got all these things, the taxes, (laughs) all these things to keep up with. It's never as easy as it looks. So yeah. uh, something to keep in mind. Are, are the people typically like former clients that you hire? Are they friends yeah. or? Yeah. yeah. So um, everyone that I've hired has been through social media. So mm-hmm. I've put out a post on our Facebook and Instagram um, and just called out, you know, we're hiring in this location. And, and then I make a little Google form application, which is yeah. great for anyone looking to hire. Um, you keep all of your answers in one location. But yeah, so I normally just reach out on social media. A lot of times they aren't clients yet, but they followed for whatever reason, whether they are interested in spray tanning or, you know, maybe we're going to get a spray tan at at a certain point. Um, And then some of them are clients. I really, really try personally for me, I try to stay away from hiring 
friends, people from high school, family members, Mm -hmm. people that I know, I just really wouldn't, I don't really like to cross that boundary because I am such a casual person and I'm such a people pleaser that I'm like, oh gosh, (laughs) that just scares me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I've had really great success kind of just putting it out on my social media and getting some responses. And then I really just give everybody the time of day. I try to talk to everybody on the phone and meet everybody in person because I think spray tanning is such a intimate service. You kind of want to make sure that it's somebody that can make somebody feel comfortable, Um, especially if they're mobile. You're coming into someone's home um, and then starting the service pretty immediately. So I always just want to make sure that they, you know, have that natural ability to just, you know, be kind of bubbly, outgoing, talk to and then I just trust my gut like I said if I feel like there'll be a good fit I just go for it it's always scary (laughs) but so far it's been the best thing that I've that I've done for the business right yeah that that initial gut reaction is something for sure I mean there's been science and I'm not gonna go down that path but into like what that actually is and I mean so certainly isn't like you're kind of looking for when you meet people that kind of quote-unquote bedside manner for lack of a better word right how is that how do you feel if you feel uncomfortable then what do you think your clients are going to feel like so um you can't force that stuff lots of that lots of those things are people's natural kind of you know the way they carry themselves so those are things you have to consider as well so jessica uh, over the first two years you've obviously had a lot of things that have helped your business grow but if you had to pinpoint one thing that's helped the business grow the most what would you say that is oh my gosh a hundred percent social media and Mm. being consistent for two years on social media and you know, talking to my clients face to face, I think one of the scariest things for me, it was getting in front of my stories in the video and showing my face. And I didn't want to be the girl that came on the stories every day and was, Hey guys, just have an update, but you need to be that girl or that guy because your clients need to know you and they want to feel closer to you. And that was terrifying for me, but ultimately so worth it. Um, social media has, I just can't even believe I've built this whole business basically through Instagram. Um, through a free app. Yep. (laughs) Yep. It's been a, it's been a game changer. So that is probably it. I mean, I also have a public relations and marketing background. So I think I just naturally have a little bit more insight into, you know, Google ads and marketing strategy and all of that. Um, so that kind of gave me a little bit of a leg up, but social media has really, really been the key to success for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's super powerful. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm big on website stuff, but obviously social media goes hand in hand. Right. But it's one of those things a lot. Uh, and we see one of the biggest complaints or struggles people have in this industry, any industry really is social media, the time and all this stuff. Like, you know, a couple, couple options that really is you can hire it out, find somebody that's good at it, find somebody that's young. Maybe they're just out of school, not even in college yet, whatever, hire them, try it out, you know, see how it works. If you want to learn it yourself, again, it's one of those things where you can learn a ton of free stuff online. You can look at accounts that have a lot of followers. Just watch what they're doing. Look at the cadence. Look at this, how they set it up. Is it video this day? You know, uh, whatever it is, a quote on the other day, whatever. So look at that stuff and just kind of emulate what they do. Don't copy them, obviously, but you can learn from people that are already doing it. So it's yeah. one of those things. And obviously, as Jessica's attested to here, it can be a game changer for your business. And again, this is a free app. Look at the times we live in nowadays. So it's such amazing, <laughs> such an amazing time yeah for sure i think that it's definitely been the seed of growth and it's kind of laid the precedent um especially the girls our clientele is typically women between 25 and 35 Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the times like i said they're getting married so they're googling you know best spray tan for weddings best hair for weddings or they're looking at that hashtag on instagram um so they're spending a lot of time on social media already so like i said i feel like that was the seed for growth and then now that we've kind of we've got an established instagram following i've noticed that it's kind of plateaued Mm -hmm. and instead of dwelling on that, you know, we're looking at other avenues. Okay. We need to make sure that we have our email list up and running. We need to make sure that we have our Google, um, my business up and running that we have Yelp reviews that we have Facebook reviews. So while Instagram and social media is super important, we're kind of seeing now like, okay, that's good. Let's just keep doing what we're doing there. And then how else can we market and how else can we get in front of these people? And also other people, they don't have to be within that age range. Like maybe our clientele could expand a little bit older if we got, you know, more involved on YouTube or more involved on Google. Um, Yeah. So now we're kind of looking at that too. Like what else in addition to Instagram can we do? Yeah. I love that. And you said, you know, a couple of ones that, that touch close to me, Google my business free tool. If you don't know it, go to Google and type in Google business or go to business.google.com free. It's a free thing. It puts you on the map. 
make sure you set it up, optimize that profile, get reviews on there. It's free. Again, it's one of the best marketing tools for yeah. sure. Um, email marketing, everybody overlooks this, but it's, a, it's the number one ROI and you yeah. know, it's the number one ROI thing you can do $36 for every dollar spent. If you're not building an email list, uh, make sure you are keep those emails, uh, find a way. If you want to learn email marketing, just go look it up and figure something out. It's, yeah, it's, a, YouTube it's for learning email yeah, marketing. Yeah. Good. It's a wonderful way to do it. I actually want to put together some trainings on that because it's, it's been beneficial on a ton of businesses that I've been involved in. So a uh, super powerful tool for sure. Uh, so let's get a couple more technical questions here. What type of equipment and solution do you use? So, yeah, so we use the Apollo mini mist mm-hmm. spray tan machine. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually are in the midst of upgrading for our salons just because the mini mist, I think they say on their website, it does like 20 or 25 tans a day safely. Yeah. And we've kind of been pushing the poor thing to its limits lately. So, <laughs> um, we're going to go ahead and upgrade for that, but definitely for my mobile techs, it's the lightest and most reliable machine that I've ever used. Um, yeah. I'm still using the first one that I ever got. She's still kicking. So, um, yeah. love that machine. Highly recommend. Um, and then we use Jolie solutions, the solution line. Um, and then we're kind of all over the place as far as products. We retail from Jolie. We retail from a couple other like Sunless businesses. We try to keep some of our products local and women-owned or women-made. Um, so we have a few products that are made here in Virginia or are made by um, women or family-owned businesses. Um, so we're kind of all over the place with that, but we keep our solution line pretty straightforward. Um, Jolie works really well for us. And then we're experimenting with a extra dark solution just because their solutions don't get into that super, super dark territory, which I personally love about them. I love a natural spray tan and a natural look. And then we're, you know, kind of experimenting right now with adding a clear solution to our lines for brides or clients that are a little bit older or have that hyperpigmentation too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Jolie, obviously a great product. Um, I I like that you do local women-owned businesses to help kind of bolster the the retail line therefore you guys have a beautiful website nice shop there on shopify so i know you're leveraging that as well um i'm sure that's helped you and your business too so it's good to see that and good to see people investing um in those things so uh you mentioned when you started just kind of going online and searching did you ever get a actual certification no, I didn't. So when I first started, no one was doing any certifications because like I mentioned, it was the height of COVID. Mm-hmm. No one had really, no one really even had it together enough to have their online programs out yet Yeah, because it had just kind of hit where they were all doing in-person trainings, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but like I mentioned, I had already been in the sun, in the sunless industry before. Um, so the salon that I worked at was primarily a UV tanning bed salon, but they had spray tanning as well. So I had a little bit of experience under my belt already. And I kind of knew the technique vaguely, um, and kind of knew what I was doing a little bit. So I just practiced, practiced, practiced like a crazy person, um, and kind of honed in on my technique. And then by the time all of the trainings in person opened up again, I was already months into my business and just thought, you know what, it's been working for me already. So I'm just going to keep it going. Um, I do want to invest in some contour trainings um, for me and my team so that we can have that skill as well. But so hopefully that'll be coming maybe later this year. Yeah. If you don't know, obviously you probably do spray tans by Steph. She's right there, Virginia. I mean, it's yeah, she's right there in DC. DC area. She's great. Uh, definitely yeah. recommend her. Um, you know, something I want to pinpoint and kind of compliment you before I get to the last question here, Jessica, what, you know, I think obviously certifications and trainings have a place, uh, for, for a lot of people. Um, the, the fact of the matter is that outside of Oregon, as of right now, as far as I know, the only state that has legal requirements to be an esthetician, other than that, you can pick up a, a machine and call yourself a spray mm-hmm. tan artist tomorrow. Um, or even today, whatever you want to say, cause Amazon could deliver it today probably, but, um, just to kind of, point out the fact that, you know, you didn't, you, you could have come up with a, an excuse or reason not to do things so many times. It's, it's the pandemic. There's no trainings. Mm-hmm. I'm not able to learn the technique, but rather than that, you actually took the action first and, you know, action is always going to, uh, is always going to trump everything else you could do because it actually gets you there. I've seen so many people that are asking questions and they have so many questions about all these things. And, I just want to sometimes just say, just go, just jump, just do it. Right. Don't come up with, don't look for the reason not to do it. Look for the reasons to do it. So that's one of those things that I don't know if you can teach it. You could certainly 
open people's eyes to it, but ultimately they have to make the decision. Um, and I think you did that. And that's one of the reasons, in, in my opinion, what, I, what I've heard and, and learned from you is that's one of the reasons you've gotten to where you are and, and everything else is going to come your way. So I just want to point that out and kind of compliment you on that because I, I, I picked up on that just speaking to you and hearing your story. So, so kudos to you for that. That's, that's, uh, that's hard to uh, come by. Yeah, thank you. I think that, you know, a lot of women, they just need, you know, maybe they just need that push. They listen to your podcast or they watch, you know, a YouTube video or they take a training and it gives them that push. But ultimately, you got to believe in yourself and you got to know that, you know, if you try it and it doesn't work out, I always say to myself, okay, I can backpedal. I can figure it out. If this Fredericksburg studio proves to not be successful, okay, it's only a year long lease. You know, how much is that? Could I make that work? You know, how do we, how would we get out of it? How do we, if I bring out a, that clear solution, it doesn't end up working, or we just added teeth whitening. If that doesn't end up working for us, mm. we can always backpedal and we can always go back to what we know. Um, so I think that, and I think that when you operate that way, it kind of comes through to your clients too. You know, we always, yeah. you know, we operate like kindness first. We're always trying to give you the best service. I'm not a spray tan robot. I won't give everybody the most beautiful spray tan every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm just a human. I'll mess up. But when I do, they'll forgive me because yep. I'm always trying my best and I'm always trying. So I think that's just, you know, believe in yourself and take the jump if you feel like you want to and you can and you can afford it and you know you have the time, but you just got to believe in yourself and don't give up because you heard about my January. A couple hundred <laughs> dollars is not paying the bills, but right. yeah. <laughs> keep going. Um and this January was a lot better. So yeah, I'm sure. And look, you're never ready. You're never going to feel it's kind of one of those things like, you know, obviously I said we have a daughter. So it's one of those things where people tell you you're never going to be ready for kids. And it's true. You can't be you can't be prepared for everything in every situation and question and thing that's going to cross your mind. But if you want to do it, you have to do it. Right. So you have to think about that. Uh, and yeah, I'm not telling anybody to to just kind of go out there and, and take a risk without thinking about it. But it certainly is one of the things where you have to take action. Um, I'd rather, you know, what they say, imperfect action trumps perfect inaction, right? Yeah. So if you don't ever take action, nothing's going to happen. Like sure. you said, there's always, as Marie Forleo says too, right? Everything is figure outable. You can figure out a way to do anything. Oh, or I find. love that. Yeah. Yep. Um, she's got a book. I actually have the book, haven't read it yet, but she, that's kind of her coin term there. So um, I think it was from her mother or somebody taught her that, but so you can figure out everything. And, you know, I think there's a way away around all that. So Jessica, it's been, it's been great having you on. I'm so glad to have met you and get to, to learn more about you and your story. That's going to help a ton of people, so much information in here. So thanks for your time. The last question I have for you um, is if you had to write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out, what would you say? Oh my gosh. I think I would just tell myself everything is cyclical. Every biz- It always comes back around. So don't be so scared and don't be so, you know, shaky when the bad times come because the good times are right after it. The busy times are right after it. The profitable times are right after it. So I think I would just tell myself everything is cyclical. Just calm down a little bit. (laughs) Take a breath. It'll all work out. Yeah. Sounds like uh, some, it sounds like some investment advice for the stock market, right? (laughs) Or the, or the house market, right? It's like, yeah, everything's cyclical. It's true. Buy the dip, buy the dip and then drive away. (laughs) There you go. So true, Jessica. Thanks so much for your time. If anybody wants to connect with you, has questions for you, et cetera, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah. So we're on Facebook, Instagram at NudeFX, N-U-D-E-F-X, or you can always email me at letsglow at nudefx.com. I'd love to chat with anybody or connect with anybody um, if they're just starting out or even if they're just in my area, hit me up. I love connecting with my local East Coast spray tan artists. Love it. Thank you so much, Jessica, for your time. I appreciate it. It was great to get to learn more about you and your story. Have a great day and happy tanning.